What's up, world? It is Emerging Evolution back at you, uh, Ancestors to Ancestors Part 2, looking forward. So we came to understand ancestors in a role looking backwards, yes. um, and, but now we got to talk about being a good ancestor. Yes, now. Um, being a good ancestor right now. now. And how do, we, how do we work on being a good ancestor? Because, again, the superpower of humanity is to build on the learning and understanding of others and so unless we are doing something here like part of this podcast its role right is hopefully putting some knowledge out there in in 40 years they're gonna be amazed at how backwards and and stunted we were in our thinking they're gonna be like they thought they were doing something they're gonna call us barbarians they are (laughs) and they're gonna be right because y'all have evolved but we're trying to put what we know out there for critique for learning so we can build upon this stuff together so when we're talking about ancestors, we're gonna first talk about owning the horror, like really digging into the shit yeah. of it. But then also understanding that there is beauty that exists mm-hmm. and that we can build on the beauty. So we're gonna own our horrors with different parts of our identities. We're gonna own how we're building beauty. And then the last part I was thinking about is seeing this as a form of humanistic rehabilitation and mm. coming back to mm. connection. Right, that as we do more of these things, as we become better ancestors, we become more whole humans. We start fulfilling and playing our role better. Right, and I think we become a happier, more holistic, better humans for our ecosphere. Yeah, uh, and within the universe, because I think even with how we talk about stuff, like you know, the effects that we have don't just happen here. I mean, there's a ton of space junk out there too. Oh man, it's the universe that we got to be worried. We got to save the galaxy, brother. Everything. Because <laughs> we're messing it all up Wish fast. Man, yeah, man. <laughs> we're really good at messing it up. So with owning the horror, um, I'll go ahead and start first, and then I'm going to have you get into yours a little bit go more. For it, so right. for me, um, I'm really there's two areas in this work that I'm really most interested in making a difference. And it's, it's with race stuff, because mm-hmm. uh, race is just, just terrible mm-hmm. in everything that happens with it. But the other thing that I'm really passionate about is the gender stuff. Mm. And I consider myself a feminist. However, I would say as a feminist, I do concentrate on undoing patriarchy and helping create more holistic men. Yes. And when I looked at it, I'm trying to reframe masculinity to be something different. Mm. Because masculinity, I mean, if we just look at the statistics, rape. I mean, 99.8% of all rapes committed by men. You start looking at violence, uh, domestic violence. I think we're like 98%. Ridiculous. And then also, men just don't rape women. Men rape Rape other men. men. Yes. Yeah. But men are doing the raping. Yeah, men are doing the raping. That's where we're going to fix the problem. There is the 0.2%. But I tell you what, if we can figure out men, right, we can get on that point poo percent like that. Exactly. That's gonna be a cinch. Exactly. Once we figure this out. Exactly. Um, so owning the horror that's been done by men. I mean, you, we were talking about witches and how that was a form of correction back in the day, just yeah. because women were so self-sufficient, right, out on their own, right, and they're like, you can't do that. That's a threat. Right. That's a problem. Well, they they were a lot of these drunk stupor. They went and they were flipping out in ancient Europe, like. How could these women bleed and not die? Yes. So then that's would... still a joke. I don't trust anything that bleeds for eight days and doesn't die. That's crazy, How the fuck is that man. A joke? That's fucking sick, dude. Yeah. And and they would drown them. And if they drowned, they weren't a witch. And if they didn't drown, 
They were witches. No and matter they burn them at the stake. So that's that's a catch twenty two. Absolutely, that always works in the favor of the man. Exactly. Uh, but for me, when I look at that stuff, like owning the horror is like thinking about like little boys beating each other up. Yeah. Man. You know, or this kid. I was working with this kid at camp, and he was saying, you know, I've always been uncomfortable with my masculinity. Like I, I don't know that I'm doing it right. And I tell him, bro, stop trying to be a good man. Mm. You're never gonna be man enough. Mm. You're never gonna be able to prove your masculinity, mm. and you're never gonna do your masculinity right enough for anyone else. So just give up on manhood. Concentrate on humanity. Where? Because humanity's great. Yeah. Humanity means that you get to be messed up too. It owns the errors as much as it owns the successes. Mm. Like, to be human is to have both experiences. To be man is to have none of those experiences. To know everything, to be strong all the time, to have to dominate everything. I mean, that's exhausting. That's that distortion of manhood, though. Yes. That, that idea, because it, it, it this, if we were to reconceptualize, reimagine mm -hmm. just healthy humanity, mm -hmm. then you would have an expression and those that identify as boys and men, mm -hmm. you know, that would be symbiotic, beautiful, helpful, more virtuous. Like we're gonna make mistakes, but damn, we could stop the domestic violence. Damn, we could stop the misogyny and patriarchy, the homophobia, the transphobia, the, the pimping of religion. You know, like we, there's a lot of shit, a lot of war on mm -hmm. the planet that men, yeah, Two of us sitting right here right now, mm -hmm. cisgender straight Still guys. Still stuff I do that does We got to own our shit. The mm -hmm. fault, the problem of the world is in the hands a lot of times of men. Mm -hmm. And it's hard because like with my conditioning, you know, like I do want to sometimes see people be tougher, but I don't know how to teach it, right? Because mm. like, you know, if I was going to try to toughen you up, I would be like, stop being a pussy, you know, like push on you, <laughs> all this other shit, right? Right. Like, that's the only way I know how to do the toughness, right? Why? Like, I don't know how to like take this younger kid and be like, to be tougher is okay, and there's nothing wrong with that. It doesn't mean you don't have to be emotionless, right? Oh, but it man. means to be resilient. But I don't oh. know how to teach toughness. Rowdy. Which I'll do it in the shitty way. You, that was so dope that you you said, you know, stop being a pussy, because of course, you know, that's that's a phrase used for yep. vagina, right? Yeah. Betty White, man. I don't know if y'all know about Betty White, but she's a G, man. Betty yeah. White is a G. Betty she's like, man, why do people keep calling people dicks when something? Yeah. You need to start calling them vagina. She says, those things are tough. They can, take they can bring pound. in life. They can take a pounding. <laughs> yeah. She was like, they stretch. She's yeah. like, vaginas are amazing. Come back, still have its value? <laughs> are you kidding me? Dick is so useless comparison. Man, it's a whack little, just like... It's shriveled up, whatever. <laughs> but when I talk about that stuff, like, you know, I think there's, like, benefit in what I can use in the ways that I've done masculinity wrong and emotion suppression and not having the full breadth of, like, humanity to be able to, to do things to. I can talk about how I've done the horror and how that's becoming beauty and that I'm becoming more a full man. But it's hard because, like, with other things, like, I still struggle with it, you know? Strength is virtuous for all genders, all people. But... Yeah. You know, when you associate strength with masculinity, it becomes right. problematic immediately. Well, and this idea of, I know as a, as, a, as a young man, as a boy, the only emotion I was allowed to show with strength. Mm -hmm. So let's say strength is like as a intense expression, right? Yeah. Powerful expression. Mm -hmm. The only emotion I was allowed to show with strength was anger. Mm -hmm. That's it. I couldn't, you know, if I cut my leg, I'm bleeding. Yeah. It hurt. Yeah. I'm feeling pain. Mm -hmm. I want to cry. Yeah. 
when I cried, people around me got angry. Mm -hmm. When I something scared me, I want to show fear. Yeah. I want to show worry. Yeah. Man, if I show too much fear, if I'm crying, mm -hmm. people got angry. Mm -hmm. Man, you know, if I was too much, too joyful. I know. Too happy. It's so sad. They were like, freaking homophobic. As a dude, you can only sort of be happy. Yeah. Not too happy. Like just well, kind of like okay. Well, you can how happy you can laugh you at somebody's sexual conquest. You can feel yeah. happy about that. Yeah. You can laugh about a dude getting hit on the field. He got fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. Right? You could laugh about a dude. He got knocked the fuck out. Yeah. Right? You yeah. could you could get real happy about that. Yeah. But if you got happy because that sunrise was beautiful. Yeah. Or the way that person like that elder, they've been married 52 years, and the way this couple, a straight couple, gay couple, lesbian couple, where they just regard and look at each other with such reverence, man, you got too happy about that, you're gay, bro. I know. That homophobia, and then they got angry. So after just years of feeling hurt and fear and you know, and joy and seeing people get angry. I learned the only thing I could do to express my manhood was to show strength and anger. Well, I would love to see us as men to be able to like, you humbled yourself so much and came back into relationships so dope. <laughs> like that was the coolest shit I've ever seen. Like oh I would like God. to be able to do something. Man, the way you own your fucking shortcomings <laughs> is amazing. <laughs> I never even seen some shit like that. That's just like badass. Like man, the way you express gentleness is just fucking amazing. <laughs> we need to get there, but but but. You know, and that's owning the horror, but also like building to the beauty. And right. and it's one of the examples I wanted to use, but I wanted to set you up because you had some examples of like owning the horror uh, and building on the beauty mm. of your your ancestral stuff that right. I wanted you to share too. Right. So I know in the previous one we talked about our ancestors are everything, right? Mm -hmm. But I want to talk about some human ancestors. And so I challenge everyone out there to think about how are you cleaning up the sins and the sickness of your ancestors, your human ancestors. So me being who I am, I mean, within these United States, I'm called black African-American. And you know how sometimes people play the uh, ancestral game. Mm -hmm. I'm a quarter this and a third that. Mm -hmm. And I always wanted to do this thing with like having like little blood cells and like show the blood cell. And then one little blood cell has on like a kilt <laughs> and another blood cells wearing like a sombrero and shit. Yeah. You know, blood blood cells got on a daishiki and yeah. you know, another sombrero's wearing like some like indigenous native stuff, you know, yeah. and it's like. Yeah, and then like you see like a quarter of them, it's like a yeah, hundred of them, yeah. but like 25 is this wearing the yeah. kilt, 25 is wearing that. Right. It's fucking blood cells, yeah. man, whatever. <laughs> so anyway, but my ancestry, if you, my ethnic background, I have indigenous roots, what people would call Choctaw Chickasaw, you know, from these lands now called the United States. I have roots from Europe, roots from, roots from Ireland, roots from France, roots from England, and roots from Sweden. And then I got some roots somewhere from West Africa, and I don't know thanks yeah. to slavery, right? And I'm not gonna do 23andMe on Ancestry.com because I'm not gonna give my DNA to a corporation. Who are gonna so, sell and make money off of it. Or weaponize it. Yeah. And so that's okay. So anyway, for my native ancestors of this land, the sins, the things that we did, I could start working on the sin of disunity. Mm -hmm. If native populations were united, if indigenous people were united, colonial forces wouldn't be able to do the divide and conquer. Mm -hmm. They wouldn't have been able to turn this tribe against that tribe mm -hmm. or whatnot. The native forces that eventually, you know, decided, hey, it, I, I'll assimilate. 
and I'll make money, get status and rank and play into this colonial bullshit, Mm -hmm. then just owned and then people that were brought from lands called Africa owned other indigenous populations, even did some dirt to peasant serfs and slaves from Europe. Mm There were indigenous populations that eventually just assimilated, mm-hmm. you know, and played the game of white. That's my story. Yeah. yeah. And so that, I want to clean up those sins of my indigenous populations here, right? Mm-hmm. To uh, populations from lands now referred to as Africa, those feudal models over there that were worn against each other, that sold enslaved people to European forces, Spanish, French, Portuguese, English forces, you know, those kings of lands now called Africa and kings from Europe that were playing people against each other and just sold out on resources, man, and just played into the game that, like indigenous populations did here, those indigenous populations there that played into the game of whiteness, that mm-hmm. played into, let me get some guns and some rum and, Education. you know, well, well, yeah. whatever, well, what they call a Christian education. Right. They had their indigenous yeah. educations. Like, right. Right. and Molly, the Dogon mapped the stars before they did here, Timbuktu, mm-hmm. you know? But they fell into this trap because they weren't united. Mm-hmm. The sin of disunity. And then the sins of the European colonials that didn't clean up the failure of their social order, man, that pimped out religion and sciences, that used peasants, serfs, and slaves to fight against natives and Africans that just got really greedy and operated from a scarcity paradigm. Yeah. And then and then basically raped the earth. And yeah. in that raping of the earth, man, they gave birth to demons called the white colonial corporatist God complex and these European economic models that are fucking the planet. Mm-hmm. And so I want to clean up the sins of my indigenous ancestors from all areas. But deeper than that, the feudal model that my ancestors fell into that created and sustained this colonial ecocidal model. We got to clean up this goo and we got to create a new humanity. Yeah. Well, and when we talk about that, that there's a process that building beauty that is really, it feels so good. Like inclusive activism, you know what I told you about the podcast? And right. I was saying right. that there's something about when you're for the we, there's some something in that process makes you better. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You become more other focused, mm-hmm. uh, more compassionate. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're more open with your failures. Outward looking. Yeah, like you become mm-hmm. you become this better human because you're 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 working for the good of all. But there, but that process somehow cleanses you. It makes you yeah. better. Yeah. Uh, even cleanses is such a complicated word. God, oh, language man. is just so problematic. Well, well, well <laughs> and on on that note, real quick, the there was a study done on happiness, mm-hmm. and they gave people a thousand dollars, and they had to spend a thousand dollars on themselves or a thousand dollars on somebody else. Yep. And they found that the people that had to spend a thousand dollars on somebody else were substantially more happier because mm-hmm. it wasn't their money. But the people that got the thousand dollars just for themselves were like, well, I wish I had two thousand dollars, or I bought too enough. much. Of this and this and that and it was like how sometimes even options Mm -hmm. too many options Mm -hmm. can mess with happiness and joy man yeah but i love that idea of that as we build beauty Mm -hmm. there's something in us that becomes more whole Mm -hmm. i think we sleep better Mm -hmm. i think we're more at rest you know in buddhism there's a two different schools and i can't remember the other one because the one just thinks right then one just thinks about stuff and hopes the world gets better. I think that's Theravada, right? Yeah, and then the Mahayana is the school that I'm much more of a fan of, that you think and you hope, but then you do. 
Right. And in that doing and striving for the good of all things, of all beings, not only do you become closer to the bigger idea of we, which I think of as nirvana, mm. but then also your work helps you create this stuff. Mm. So you you not only think and hope, but you create and do. Yeah. And that process brings you to wholeness. Yeah. And, you know, I think of it, and you know, I, I've shared with you, Catalan, I'm hoping one day we can adopt foster kids, right? Mm. And, uh, you know, I got to be really careful with that stuff because, you know, there's some savior stuff that could be helpful with mm. that stuff. Mm. But at the same point in time, like, I'm also finding this kid that really, you know, in the moment, nobody's really right. jazzed on having. That's right? right. And if I can be a whole good person and work on my stuff and own it, Right. And and maybe teach them some stuff. Right. Right. And, and the other thing that's cool, you got kids. I don't. Right. Their kids teach you about oh, man. a lot of your junk. Kids show you all your shit. Yeah. All your shit. I mean, they reflect <laughs> back your right. beauty and your horror. You want to see your beauty and your horror? Yeah. Yeah. We'll get, get a kid. Kids. Yeah. Yeah. Raise a baby. Um, <laughs> but that, that, that rehabilitation and that coming back to connection with, again, all your ancestors. Mm -hmm. Because that journey to wholeness mm. is not done alone, mm. you know? And, and what's funny is, you know, even within my own work of talking about the rehabilitation and coming to wholeness, like I'm really mostly talking about it with people. Yeah. You know, I'm still, I don't still, you know, I'm, I'm learning in some ways, right? Like I know to kick my shoes off and put my feet in on the earth here, mm. right? And there's something really grounding and great. There's a thing called uh, negative ions. Yes, brother. Yeah, you get those yes. negative ions coming through your feet. Yeah. You get that sunlight on your face. Get that dirt, touch yeah, that soil, that man. Stuff. Yeah. The wind on your face. Yeah. Like water in your mouth. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, all that stuff. Make you know you're alive, man. Right. And it's, but it's talking with brother son in the morning. And, and uh, all we got to do is fix that language. Is sibling son? Yeah. You know what I mean? Sibling son. <laughs> be careful. The SS, Sibling the Nazis, earth. be like, you're SS. <laughs> you know, reconnecting with the earth, like feeling that sense of connectedness with your bare feet on yeah. the ground. Seeing and noticing in that stuff. Like, and it's simple things. You know, when you go on like little hikes here. Now I know I can't, I got to cover my feet wearing Arizona. Right. But it doesn't mean that nature doesn't, like when I put myself in the middle of that nature, you know, oh, Rowdy, see this, now what you're talking about is what the Diné, the Navajo, I believe is Hojon, is beauty. Mm -hmm. They talk about walking beauty, mm -hmm. this idea of restoring beauty. Yeah. And the walk in the beauty way is to a Hawaiian elder, I may have said this in a previous podcast, she talked about how her dad took her out in the ocean, put up a fish hook, he said, feel that hook in your, in your hand. He was like, that's that's real, right? Mm -hmm. And then he took that hook and he kind of poked her. Yeah. And she was like, ow! You know, and he's like, you feel that pain? He's like, that's struggle. That's what it is to be alive, to be human, mm -hmm. is to struggle, right? Yeah. And Buddhism, you know, it says life is suffering, but Absolutely. life is struggle is what mm -hmm. they really mean, yeah. right? He said, the minute that you can't feel that struggle anymore, what it is to be human, mm -hmm. that's when you've lost touch with reality. Mm -hmm. You're disconnected. And so to walk in beauty, means to to feel the heat mm -hmm. to feel the, the the soil to feel the wind and the rain and sometimes when you're feeling that it's hard yeah. it's harsh yeah. it's strong it's intense but that's that to to find the beauty to even in that intensity is to feel the joy so the closest way I've come there I told you is like swimming way out in the ocean mm -hmm. and then when I'm way out there man I feel like I don't know what's underneath me yeah 
Something really big could be underneath me. Yeah. Something really dangerous could be underneath me. Yeah. A current could come and take me out further beyond my power, right? Mm-hmm. That's humbling. Yeah. But there's a joy in that, though, recognizing that I am a piece of this, but I am not in control of this. Yeah. When you sit on the cliff of a Grand Canyon, you know, and the, you know, and look out at that beauty. Yeah. You recognize law. Like if I fall. That's it. That's it. Yeah. You recognize like that's an absolute. That's a law. That's a truth. Mm-hmm. Right. That that's a good reminder, man. That's that's feeling beauty again. Mm-hmm. Because there's there's no like. Well, you know, you might fall, you might float for a little while. There's no, yeah. you know, like multiple sides of this. Walk your ass off that cliff, you gonna fall, mm-hmm. <laughs> and your ass will probably die. Yes. And so that to restore beauty, man, is that connection with reality, man. Yeah. Instead of that distorted, augmented, virtual reality we think we're living in. Well, that situational reality in the way that that eye of you wants is not the truth. Yeah. There's plenty of things that will feed you plenty of lies. Well, and being good ancestors now is recognizing reality now So doing that, something with it. So with that, I'm wanting to help people see what the truth of being a good ancestor now might do seven generations forward. Mm-hmm. And this is hard because, I mean, this is all positing and guessing. Mm-hmm. Right, but like sharing the knowledge we have now, because you you really just wonderfully are sharing how acute our situation is now. That we need to do something because the the Earth is gonna want to kick us off. But I mean, like Earth aside, we might just kill each other to help the, save the Earth. The work. I saw somebody put something like robots might save the world, you know, <laughs> by killing us. Yeah, and I'm like. Fuck that, but still, that's <laughs> yeah. some truth if to That's it. what needs to happen. <laughs> you know, I think uh, the seven generations forward, uh, there's a Samoan proverb, and it says, our ancestors plant seeds so we can enjoy the shade. Mm-hmm. What does it mean to plant seeds so the generations down, those trees will be big and fruitful, and not that they will just don't enjoy the shade, but they don't enjoy the fruit. Mm-hmm. You know, the fruits of what we did now. I don't know. Because I'm always auditing intention versus impact. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to have purity of motive. I want to make sure that what I'm doing does no harm, right? And so I think what we can do as being good ancestors now is the biggest thing is cleaning up the shit that the ancestors before us gave to us that was horrible. Mm-hmm. Is really cleaning up this goo and learning what they did that was beautiful. Really understanding and remembering what they did was beautiful. Yes. And, and building upon the beauty. And then there's a space in that to create something new. Now, the impact of it, I my measure is if it hurts the earth, we shouldn't do it. Mm-hmm. Plain and simple. So I don't think we really need a lot of new technology yet right now. The phones and stuff we got, like it's, it's pretty awesome. Yeah. Why do we need to keep mining for technology? Yeah. We keep digging into the earth. We give the planet a freaking hysterectomy. You talked about misogyny. Mm-hmm. We rape the earth, man. We give her a hysterectomy. We pour toxic chemicals into her. And then nothing ever grows where that hole was again. Mm-hmm. We and we and then that leaches into water supplies and it's just it's messing up the planet. We had a plume, what is it? Uh, they call it sargasm of all things, like yeah. sarcasm, all right? Yeah. And 
this sargasm that literally goes from the shores, the coast of West Africa, all the way to Gulf of Mexico, touching Mexico. Yeah. It's this huge algae, just stuff. Yeah. Like life grows in it, yeah. but then it messes up things and it's interrupting the resorts and beaches, yeah. you know? And so it's just, I think what we can do is be way more mindful and intentional about everything. Like everything. Yeah. What we say, what we think, how we interact, the way we clean up our messes, the way we build relationships, work every breathing moment of our life, audit it, moment to moment, breath to breath, to be that conscious. And this is again, going back, this is why we numb, because I think our soul remembers that, our spirit knows that, and our spirit says, you have to be that vigilant. And so when you think about all the stuff that we have in our life, it distracts us from that vigilance. It distracts us from that thinking about everything. But if we were to simplify our life more, if we were to get back to connect it to nature, to really what's important. Yeah, what matters. It would be easier to do that. Well, it's funny because, and I worry about paternalism in, in the thought that I bring with this idea. But one of the biggest things that I think part of the human experience that we're beginning to ignore more and more is the spiritual, especially looking at like younger oh, yeah. folks, right? And I yeah. get it, because like you look at what we did with religion, who would want to buy into that oh, shit? Yeah. We would pimped it out, weaponized it. So but much. And we same, did it with sciences too. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, but you can't just ignore it. No. Either. You know, you can't just act like it doesn't matter, you know? Well, and I'm not saying you can't be an atheist right i'm just saying you need to understand the systems the interconnectedness of what nature is and value what that does i know some atheists that have a stronger moral code than some people that profess to be very religious yeah and so the issue there's anti-theist mm -hmm. there's atheists there's mm -hmm. agnostics there's monotheists and polytheists each one can have a moral compass mm -hmm. Each one can have a moral compass on how we treat and each other. And there is a spiritual experience of Earth right. that doesn't require a God right. or a universe or whatever else well, that what, you could be in. Nobody can name infinity. Right. And so what we call God is the infinite. Our finite minds can't define infinity, right? Exactly. God, Goddess, Allah, Yahweh, Wankantanka, Great Spirit, or what science calls phenomena, mm -hmm. right? The challenge again is atheism, right? Mm -hmm. Each one of those anti-theist, atheist, you know, agnostic, monotheist, polytheist. It's the struggle of atheism. And that is the struggle of evil. Mm -hmm. You know, with the Semitic face, why they show the devil is half human, half goat, right? Mm -hmm. In Islam, jihad, struggle between your spiritual self and your your hum, your animal self, if mm -hmm. you will. And so the animal kingdom's good. They're checked by instinct. Mm -hmm. We can fucking reason. I know. We and justify. So we're like rationalize. A, we're like a locust that can lie to itself about its eating. Yeah. That's scary. Yeah. And there's no check on us. None. Except for the earth, which is working on it. Right. Or robots. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <I know. laughs> the seeds of our own demise right. are always in there. But for me, I think like looking forward on what it might look like, I think it would just be circular systems mm. where things all have a place and they all fit within like the water table like knowing how that stuff works right working within those those uh systems maybe um creating a human experience that is much less removed from our environment so we experience it more oh man i, I think one of the biggest things we're going to have to figure out as a human civilization a global ecocentric human civilization is how do we become nomadic again? Because mm -hmm. one of the biggest issues is the idea of settling. 
Yeah. Most parts of the world, people work with nature, so you, you followed the food, you followed the seasons. Mm -hmm. We moved. Yeah. And we have this idea of settling. But we like to wander, too. Right. It's right. so funny, because every time right. we think we do this thing that's surely going to kill us, I mean, God, we just love wandering around. Why do you think we're trying to get into space? Yeah. We just like seeing new things. Right. Like having new experiences. Right. I think that's part of like what it looks like for seven ancestors down the road. Mm -hmm. So they can be in balance. So they can see some of those things and like help everything proliferate in a way that, that it really needs to be. I just think before we wander off the planet. Let's get this one right. Right. Because, you know, <laughs> let's, let, let, let's go into the oceans. Yeah. You know, I think if we really get united as a human race, we'll find some stuff down in our oceans, mm -hmm. in the core of our earth, that we're like, whoa. Yeah. Right? Like, we know more about space than we do, you know, we're not aquanauts. Yeah, and we don't look at lava tubes or all the stuff yeah, that's down there. There's, there's really interesting stuff in this world that and, we could check out. And the other thing, too, is that I think if we really, really work on this, man, like, the frontier is the human mind. The human spirit. Yes. The frontier There's is human relations. Stuff to check out there. Yeah, the frontier is with, you know, intimacy is yeah. into me see. Into me see. That's intimacy. Like, that's the final frontier before we get off planet. Yeah, and there's plenty of work to be done there. Oh, yeah. And I think it'll make us all wholer and better. And, oh, yeah. And all, all, all our relations right. would benefit from that. That's good answer. We really understand our mind and our spirit exactly. and our role and we play our role well. We all have one. good stuff. Yeah, bro. So today we talked about owning the horror. We got to look at the shit and deal with the goop and <laughs> deal with the gunk and get in there and, and, and work on that stuff. Clean it up. We need to talk about building on the beauty because we were we inherited some great beauty. Mm -hmm. uh, one of my friends told me about the autumn people and how every day they would go into the river and completely submerge themselves every day. That was the practice. Can you imagine living in man. Arizona and getting to do that every morning? Man. That's beauty. Man. Hey, hey. One, I want to throw out, as just real quick, it's a Zimbabwe proverb. And it says, until the lion has historians, the hunter will always be the hero. Mm -hmm. We got to get all the story. Yeah. Not just the hunter. Yeah. The lion story. Yeah. You know? And I made it. <laughs> it made him look stupid. <laughs> I killed him. <laughs> yeah. He thought he was bad. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so building on that beauty, like seeing and noticing that beauty, but then also rehabilitating ourselves, which rehabilitated all our generations, mm -hmm. which bring us all back to connectedness. Because mm -hmm. all the other siblings that we're related to that aren't humans mm -hmm. are fine and do it right. Yeah. We just need to come back to them. Yeah. We're like the, uh, the family member that's, uh, you know, Fucking it up. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Look, where's that one? Thankfully, they still love us. Yeah. We're I think, really lucky. I think they get together and talk about it. They're like, man, humans. <laughs> Fuck. I love them so much, but damn. Damn. <laughs> the I, water stinks. I, You know, we, we were joking about like an alien like flying by Earth. Yeah. I'm like, don't stop there. That's a bad neighborhood. Yeah. <laughs> it's a real bad neighborhood. Yeah. Like, they still got this immature idea of like, nations and races yeah. and, you know like they don't they're not they don't believe in a whole planet you know? those relations aren't ready to visit us yet <laughs> so with that uh we got on some deep stuff i think this is number i think we're this is number six wow six or seven so we're getting close to being able to release stuff that's powerful i know i'm excited which yeah. means we've been talking to, <laughs> to ourselves a lot <laughs> i mean a lot 
we're we're we've logged hours Damn. talking to each other. This is just hoping is, someone will listen one day. Can you tell how good at this we are? I mean, damn. <laughs> yeah, we are experts. <laughs> but we would like to talk to other people and Tank is good good company, but it just doesn't give a lot of feedback other than I love you. Word. So talk back at us and let us know what you're thinking. 860-576-9393. Do you know the number yet? I do not know the number. I know it's a Connecticut number. Let's do some call and, call and repeat. 860-560-576-9393. That is us. That is the voicemail line. That's how you get a hold of us. Talk to us. Let us know if we're way off base, if we're right on target. Where? Uh, if, if, if The little corrections, all those things. We need that stuff from yeah. you. Yeah. Um, but, but talk to us and make this a dynamic conversation because we're looking forward to hearing what you have to think. We're putting the, the we're both putting the horror and the beauty out there now. Yeah. And we're hoping you build on it. Help us clean it up. We're in our forties. Help us build on. We the were beauty. talking about the eighties earlier. Man, we're gonna die sooner. Yeah. Than some of you. And I'm taking my VH, <laughs> a, VHS tapes to the grave with He's me. Bringing them with him. Right. But we need your help because we're only hoping to start something. Uh, we need you to be part of that. So if, if you want to email me directly, you can do so at inclusiveactivism at cox.net. Um, you can learn more about me and what I'm doing at inclusiveactivism.com. I also got a Facebook page. I share stuff on Instagram all the time, too. Plenty of ways to get a hold of me. How about you, Calvin? Hey, if you want to, you can email me at Calvin. B as in boy, dot Terrell, T-E-R-R-E-L-L, at gmail.com, or Calvin at CalvinTerrell.com. You can also go check out my website, socialcentric.com, or CalvinTerrell.com. But yeah, we'd love to hear from you. Yeah. And good. love the fact that Challenges. you're Challenges. Yeah. yeah. Just tell yeah. us what you think. Ask questions. Boy, it feels good for us. Good. And the second I get that voicemail, I'll forward it right to Calvin so he hears it the second that it's released. I'm like, what? Somebody like, right called us. What the hell? They like us. Damn. <laughs> so, <laughs> so with that, we appreciate you hearing uh, from us, and we're going to look at diving some more topics uh, as soon as we get done with this one. And ten episodes, and then we're going to have five in the chamber. Just ready to go as we start See, getting busy. That's that misogyny in I the know, chamber, man. Just, you know, put it like I this. guess it doesn't have to be a gun chamber. Chambers are rooms, too. True. Very true. Okay. That's where we got to think about language, too. I'll let you euphemize that. Well, I'm just saying, like, that's where we got to be holistic <laughs> in our thinking because it doesn't have to be a gun chamber. <laughs> so, but I like the check. I appreciate that because usually it is a gun chamber. So. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to go ahead and sign off. So uh, for Rowdy, I'm saying peace and blessings. Calvin the Drapedomaniac say get free so we can get better. Thank you.